This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey, darling Jayla Ray, how are you? So good. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited because we are talking about this past year, which has been another one of amazing growth and kind of cray cray um, on all fronts. So we're just going to dive right in. I would love us first to talk a little bit about kind of some of the lessons or or the overarching themes that we learned or that we felt like came up this year? Yeah. So let's start with the launch manager certification because we did something new this year. We brought in faculty members for not only was this a brand new program that we launched in 2021, but we added faculty members aside from Tasha herself, which was a new experience for everybody. It was huge. And I had been very resistant to it in my programs for a very long time because I never wanted to be, nor do I still ever want to be that coach that kind of hands over all of their programs to people and you never see them in any of their programs, right? Or you never get to spend time or get their genius. I think that there is a way for coaches, and we'll talk about this in a second because I think we found the way, but there is a way for coaches to both have members or coaches, other like associate coaches and everything and infuse like their genius into it and still be present instead of just like infusing their genius and then kind of like bouncing and never being heard from again. Um, and so that was like one of my chief fears, you know, that people basically it's very funny because I feel like the journey that I'm experiencing right now in terms of mindset is very much parallel to the journey that I was first experiencing when I first started my agency in feeling that people are coming to me for me and that like, they won't want to work with me if like it's me and other people and all of those feelings that kind of, I now teach in agency thrive mind and talk about overcoming those mindset hurdles, but I'm having them again in a very different way. Or maybe it is a very similar way. (laughs) Well, I do think it's similar. I think there are parallels, but I do think it's different because this is, I mean, yes, the faculty is technically a team inside of this program, but building an agency and building a team is still very different than bringing on faculty members. Um, But I totally, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And that opened up the floor for Agency Thrive Mind to kind of take on a very similar approach. Yeah. It, it just, first of all, you and Brianna and Lindsay inside of launch manager certification are so brilliant. And I think it is nothing but an asset 
to those inside of Launch Manager Certification to get to experience your brilliance and to get to understand launches from a different perspective. Because Brianna, the work that she does within our agency is very different than the work that you do or the work that Lindsay does or the work that I do. And so being able to have people who see everything from different sides and are experiencing it differently and being able to get our collective genius in it, I think was amazing. And it also proved the fact that like it can work. And I've we have never gotten a complaint of like, oh, I really wanted it to just be Tasha, right? Everybody is so excited and has all <laughs> and has been so excited for all of you to be inside of there and supporting them. There's never a point where they miss me. <laughs> and sometimes my ego is a little bit bruised on that. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I mean, yes, I teach the first two weeks and I'm around and everything, but still it's very collaborative and very, you know, it's it's the four of us. It definitely is not just me. Um, yeah. And so when I saw that that actually could work, then I was like, let's do this for Agency Thrive Mind. And uh, once again, absolutely amazing. Like we have found in both Launch Manager Certification and an Agency Thrive Mind, amazing coaches who infuse their love of what they do so well that like our students just are so supported and are getting the results that we want them to get. Absolutely. Um, and I will say that like our onboarding of those coaches inside of Agency Thrive Mind in particular was a little bit wonky. And that's only because we had never, we technically had never done it before. So doing something for the first time is really scary. You don't really have the full process down. You got to do it a couple of times before you learn those lessons. So I was excited to get that under our belt and to understand like, what do they actually need to fully onboard inside of this program? (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's, it's back to one of those, like, it's a new thing. And so it's a learning lesson. You said something really interesting that I think was super helpful. And I think it'll be helpful for other people. We were talking on Voxer because recently for, for agency thrive mind, you and I did a joint coaching call with one of the members who's about to hire her first employee. And afterwards you messaged me, you sent me a Voxer and um, said, you know, I hope that she got the fact that like, there are still things in our business that aren't perfect. There are still things that we're doing where we're still building the plane as we're flying it. You know, there's like, it's not that we've arrived and like everything is now perfect. And I think that that's an example of it. Like just realizing like, oh, we need a better onboarding program or process for when we bring coaches on so that they have the expectations and everything. So, you know, it's, it's constantly learning new lessons. Yeah. Oh, love it. I love it. You know, one of the other things that I didn't think about and I should have thought about is the fact that you and Lindsay in particular were brand new teachers in terms of not I know you forgot about that, Tasha. I know you and Brianna consistently forgot this. (laughs) I, I don't even know, like, I couldn't have forgotten it because I didn't even ever think to think about it. Oh, well, hello. (laughs) Honestly, I know. And then like months later, you and Lindsay were like, yeah, we were brand new. And like, we weren't really sure if we were going to be great at this. And you guys were just such naturals from the very beginning that, that when you said that, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about because you guys just did such an amazing job. I had no clue that you were feeling that way. Yeah, we were both. And I don't want to speak exactly for Lindsay because some of this is my own stuff. And some of this I know overlaps for the two of us. But yeah, we were both um, very concerned that we weren't going to have the same the same skill set that you and Brianna seemed to already possess <laughs> in that. How do I outline a training? 
like, how do I put slides together? How do I make it so that I have broken it down so that people can understand what it is I'm trying to teach them? It is a skill set in of it and of itself. And we were really nervous. We were so nervous that first cohort for launch manager certification. And yes, we did do a fantastic job. And I'm glad that that hump is like long, you know, is like way past us at this point. But yeah, we were, we were opening up a new side of, of the two of us. We were like, oh my gosh, we're teachers now. (laughs) You're teachers now. And you're so amazing at it that um, we're not giving away all of our secrets, but you will definitely be doing more of that next year. (laughs) Hint, hint, wink, wink. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Okay, so let's talk about some of our other successes. Um, I am really excited about the direction that Agency Thrive Mind is going, not just with the coaches, but also with how we are expanding the program and how we're deepening um, the program. I think that there, there were things inside of me kind of like a framework, for example, that I was teaching, but I was never before able to articulate in a way that like felt as cohesive as I wanted it to be. And I think myself with the other coaches and with just feedback, like constantly going in and getting feedback from the members, we have just made it into such a phenomenal program that I'm so proud of and I'm so excited about for the future. And I also think that we have found a way through Replace Yourself Roadmap Retreat, which is one of our big like sales and promotions for it each year. I think we've just found a way to really connect with with the people who really need to be inside of ThriveMind. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. The retreat has taken this this program to the next level for sure. We've yeah I feel like we've quote unquote arrived <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like we found we found a secret sauce. We found like mm-hmm. a secret to the success, I guess you could say. So yeah. um offering and it really is is just offering a live private training and mm-hmm. taking on that whole launch model <laughs> in order to fill agency thrive mine and to be matched with people who are absolutely perfect for the program. Yeah. Um, so that has been a big part of our journey this year is experimenting and figuring out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Let's talk about some of the things that were harder this year. We, and we, when we were like kind of outlining this, we both forgot that this was even this year because it feels like a decade ago. Um, but we kind of started the year having some difficult hires and having some team members or a specific team member leave. And it was really difficult. So in the, in the beginning of this year, we hired somebody for a position. It didn't work out. Um, and it was a really, really key position that I thought was going to set us up really, really well for the rest of the year. And so having to kind of revamp between the idea that I thought that I had and the way that I thought it was going to go and the way that it ended up going where this person was only around for literally a few weeks, right? It was like under a month that this person was around for. Yeah, I think um, four, maybe four yeah, weeks. Maybe four weeks. So that was really hard because... I kind of like had this vision of what the strategy going forward was going to look like and what was going to be able to be taken off of my plate because this person was going to be in and it just, it just didn't work. It was, it was kind of like when we, when we parted ways, it was very much like, this isn't what you need. This isn't what we need. Like, this is not in your skill set as much as we thought it was going to be. And that was hard enough. And then soon after that, another key team member who has been on our team or who had been on our team for a really long time, um, just out of the blue up and gave her her notice. And that 
was kind of devastating. <laughs> um, that kind of, I don't know that up until now, there's been somebody on the team who has left, who, who has had that same impact in terms of it feeling so weighty and us kind of having to really dig deep and debrief on the whole thing. Yeah. Those were two really, really tough things. And those were both within the first quarter of the year. <laughs> yeah, it was, they were both within January. And I was like, is this how this is going to go? Because I want no part of it. <laughs> like the rest of the year is going to be like this. Like, I know, I know it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great way to start the year, but I think in hindsight, I'm glad that it happened not only within the first quarter, but early on within the first quarter, because then we had so much room and space to regroup and recover. Had yeah. that happened, and I think we said this at the time, had that happened in the middle of the year or even in the second quarter, you guys, I think we would have been screwed. Like yeah. it would have been, it would have taken us so far off track. So I am grateful that it happened as early as it did within the year, but it was devastating on both mm -hmm. counts. It was, yeah, it was not a great, <laughs> it did not put us in a great frame of mind. And I'm still dealing with, um, and I don't mean to be dramatic, but I'm still dealing with PTSD over those things because they happened back to back and they were so significant that it just, I've been recovering the whole year. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that like, especially what we call our inner hive. So you, me, Brianna and Lindsay, we really like went through a grieving process of it because we felt like we were all in this together. And then to have somebody leave, like it just like when I, when I explain our team as a family and as like, we have that dynamic where we trust each other and like we hang out with each other when we don't have to. And like, we hop on zoom calls just to chat with each other and talk about each other's lives. Like I mean that. And so when, when, when you have that dynamic and then somebody leaves, it just, it feels hard and it feels like grief in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Process. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to, I want to go through the hard stuff really quickly because we have so many wins that I want to get to the wins, but let's talk about just like how I think we had to even, we had to dig deeper this year in terms of having hard conversations, setting boundaries and protecting our team. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I love that you said protecting our team because that's absolutely part of my job sometimes, which is, it feels unfortunate. And also it's just, someone's got to be in that seat. Someone's got to be the team advocate. Someone has got to establish boundaries with clients that are hard for them to hear. Um, someone's got to do it. So there was quite a bit of that in 2021. There were several clients or situations where we had to say no, and here's why, essentially. And those can be really difficult. And I'm sure if you heard our episode from last year, there was some of that last year too. There is no like end destination for this kind of stuff. It's just an ongoing thing. And I think that's really important to keep in mind because even though we're recapping a year and this is a piece of recap, this kind of problem just always exists. <laughs> There's always going to be a need to establish boundaries with people. Yeah. And I really want the people listening to hear that because I think sometimes when we have difficult clients or difficult situations, or we have to say difficult things, we think that we must be doing something wrong. Right. And I don't think that it's do that you're doing anything wrong. Like 
business can be hard sometimes and people like to make it flowery and make it seem like everything is always perfect. But number one, perfection is a myth (laughs) and it's a lie. And number two, no, like if there, there can be seasons of amazing, amazingness within your business and seasons of difficulty that exist at the same time. Yeah. And I think part of that, um, with, with our launch clients in particular, because we have, you know, an eight week launch process. If you go out there in the world, like a lot of people use an eight week framework, but we've really drilled down and made it signature and specific to us in how we support our clients and then teach that same framework within the launch manager certification. But the hard thing that happened this year was that We have built in so many safeguards and processes in that eight-week framework. And then when they still break with certain clients or that boundary has to be exercised with that client and they don't understand the framework and they don't understand why they're being pressured, they feel like they're being pressured to um, uphold this framework. That was really tough. That was tough to go through because it's not that the process doesn't work. It's just that it doesn't work for every person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, sometimes the clients that you support aren't actually great fits for your business. And that's hard. Yeah, it is. It is really hard because you want to, in your heart of hearts, believe that you can help everyone. And the reality is you can't help everyone. And sometimes people come to us that aren't yet ready to be helped. And that's a hard reality too, of like, sometimes you have to say no, because you realize that the person is not in a great space and isn't ready for the help that you provide. Yeah. And so we, we definitely had to experience that a little bit this year. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a two-step process. Like you, you ask for help and then you also need to accept the help. Mm -hmm. It's it some I think there's a lot of talk about there out there about how it's really hard to ask for help and like here are ways to like ask for help more, but like that is you still have to accept it once it's coming your way too. And if you're not yet ready to receive it, you've made it really difficult for the team and the people on the other end Mm -hmm. to fully support you in the way that they are designed to. So unfortunately that happened quite a few times this year. And you know what? all great lessons, all great things to take forward with us. But again, this is not an end destination point. There's always going to be a difficult client. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to wins to happier times. Oh, (laughs) Oh, joy. We had so many wins this year. It was so fun. So the first one that I want to point out is we now have five full-time team members. We have three part-time team members and we have over 20 contractors. What the actual hack? Like, when did that happen? <laughs> it happened this year, Tasha. It, it happened, happened all throughout year. the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it has been another year of growth. And I think that the thing that we've talked about since you became full-time, like almost two years ago, is the stability that having full-time people or just having employees in general, but especially full-time employees, puts into like creates in your business. One of the employees that I'm going to shout out is Brianna because of the fact that she is, um, she was a contractor with us for, are we going on five years now? I think we, I think we already hit the four-year mark. Yeah, we definitely hit the four-year mark. So Brianna is, um, older to the team than I am. Like she's been longer than me. (laughs) She's been around longer than you. She's been around longer than Tawana. Like she's been around a really long time. And I had kind of put a bug in her ear 
probably close to two years ago, like, Hey, when you are ready, come and talk to me about being full-time. And she wasn't ready. And then when was it? It was like, I guess around like May or June that you sent me a Voxer and you were like, okay, I just want, I just need to tell you this because I'm really excited. But Brianna just sent me a Voxer saying that she thinks she's ready to talk to you about becoming (laughs) full-time. Yeah. I love how this like went down the chain of command too. It was like, I I was the first person to hear about it. And then I shared, I shared it with you. So, um, and it was just to open the conversation about going full-time. It wasn't even like, I'm ready. It was like, I'm ready to now have the conversation. Have the conversation. Yes. Which I appreciate and hundred percent respect. And I also, I thought was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we had the conversation. We had several conversations that eventually led to her going full-time in July. And I, it's just one of those things that has created stability. Like Brianna now is the person who looked at all the social that Lauren creates and approves it and makes changes and everything before it goes out. Same with newsletters, having those key people so that I can stay in what I am best at doing. And so that everybody else on the team doesn't have to context switch or get out of the lane that they're supposed to be in. Um, so yeah, her, her official title is lead marketing strategist. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that that's a good title for her. I don't know. We, we do titles I and still, then we're like, we'll make it figure, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I know. We, I think it still encapsulates pretty beautifully what she's actually responsible mm-hmm. for, but, um, who knows? She might be new next year. I don't know. We will see. We'll see. Okay. Moving on to, we also had our first client launch that was $1.5 million. OMG. I still can't quite believe this. (laughs) I cannot quite believe this. And you know what the thing is when I go back and think about it, like all in all, that was like one of our easiest launches. It did not feel overwhelming. Like I know that there were moments of overwhelm and there were, you know, there was a tech hiccup at one point and everything, but at the same time, like all in all, it wasn't a launch that I think any of us look back at as like, well, I'm never, I'd never want to do that again. I don't care that it was $1.5 million. Like we are never repeating that. Um, and I think that that goes to say a lot about like our team. Lindsay was the, the launch manager on that. She did a phenomenal job. The rest of the team was absolutely phenomenal on it. And that, like you were saying before, our process works really, really well when we have a client who's ready to receive the support that we're ready to provide. Absolutely. 100%. And she was, she was just so fun to work with too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's important to note, and I think we have stated this anywhere you've heard about, heard us talk about this $1.5 million launch. We also state at the same time that she had not only a large audience, but a large and engaged audience. Super engaged. Yeah. And it's really important to keep driving that point home because we never want to be the people who talk about, you know, million dollar launches with little to no work. No, she works consistently like throughout the year to get people warm and ready for what she has to offer. She never turns off. She is one of the most consistent people I have seen in any space. So it's really, yes, our process worked for her and we did a phenomenal job at supporting her. And also I feel like half the work was already done by the time she came to us because she had 
she had all of her ducks in a row. Everything was ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it speaks to the fact that like we talk all, all about, you know, we're, we're not responsible for the outcomes for our clients. And the reason for that is they have to have already been doing the work, the stuff months out before they get to us to have the best potential for a positive outcome. Um, especially when you're talking about revenue, you know, in terms of it, um, for their launches. And so people who do that make the operational side of what we do as launch managers, as full service launch support, so much easier. So person, you know who you are. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much. You're awesome. (laughs) We we love you. We love you. (laughs) All right. Speaking of launches, let's talk about one (laughs) more launch before we like move on to things that are not launch related. Um, We had our largest launch to date. We did. That was so fun. And... People are going to like, okay, I'm going to have to explain why I'm going to like make the throw up sound after I say this number, but then we will explain because you, you already understand because you know me so well. It was a $295,000 launch. Me. (laughs) 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 Now there's a couple reasons why I made the throw up sound. Number one is I know that this is a phenomenal, amazing launch. And I am so proud of us because just like that other launch, our client launch, this launch felt so in flow and felt so good the entire time. Would you agree? I totally agree. There was, I mean, we were doing something new. We were, Mm -hmm. we were trying something new. And so we were, we were risk-taking in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, but there was a lot of flow and there was a lot of ease and it was, it was fun to watch you, Tasha, in your element, like all throughout the sales event. And then, um, you know, shortly after and like getting all the applications in and speaking with people personally, like you just, something had clicked when it came to, um, your messaging and who you were trying to reach and who you were trying to support that had not clicked fully prior to that launch. So, and I think that's, that's a reflection of the revenue that was incurred inside of that launch and also just our feelings internally as a team and how excited we were. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was so fun. It was super duper fun. So the reason I say 295 bleh is because uh, I was on Claire, Claire Pelletro's podcast, um, the Get Paid podcast, which is awesome. And we will link to it in the show notes, that episode. Uh, but when I say, I'm an Enneagram three, and so I'm an achiever, right? And I always am looking to achieve something. And so when we got so close to 300,000 and then ended up at 295, I was disappointed. And then not disappointed, but I was like, disappointed, but not, you know, I was excited, but I was disappointed. And then I got on Claire's podcast and she's an Enneagram three too. And when I said 295, she was like, weren't you really, really sad about the fact that you didn't hit 300? (laughs) Claire. Okay. Don't encourage it. Don't encourage it. And anyone else who is listening to this podcast right now, let's, let's just revel in 295. And we also should mention that at one point, weren't we at like 275 or something? And then we pushed and then we, we were pushing to 300. So I don't actually think it was how the launch was set up to begin with. It was that we had a few days left. We were um, at a certain marker and we were close to 300. So it was those last few days that like gripped Tasha by the throat. And then when we didn't reach 300, that's why she was so disappointed because we pushed. (laughs) We did push and we were so dang close. So close. We were so close. But next time, next time. time. 
<laughs> so I want to talk about how you and I both grew as leaders this year, um, because I think that we both grew and in different ways, but all, but both grew in leadership. I would say for me, the way that I grew in leadership is we have, so as our org chart continues to change and everything, I think we've gotten to the point where we now have what you would call kind of department leaders within our company, right? And so it's not just this giant triangle that people think of a lot of times when they think of org charts where the CEO's at the top and like everybody's reporting back to them. No, a lot of it is now having a leadership team that is supporting the collective vision and also the collective team members that are implementers within our company. And I I felt myself this year doing, especially towards the end of the year, so especially within the last six months, doing a much better job of allowing that delegation to happen. And I've always trusted you guys, but like trusting you to make decisions that I know would be best for the company as a whole, instead of just thinking in terms of like your individual silos. Does that make sense at all? No, it totally makes sense. And I Mm -hmm. can think of a moment that sort of (laughs) encapsulates everything that you just described. Are you going to tell us the moment? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was a moment when we were on a call with Sheila, um, one of our favorite uh, business and leadership coaches who I worked with really closely this year as well. And we were talking about, you know, how do we set our goals up for the following year? How do we do this in a way that feels good for everybody? Um, And there were lots of decisions that went into that. And I think at one point it was, you know, it was the question, like, who, who is driving (laughs) these major decisions? And they were still falling all under Tasha and all of them didn't need to be Tasha's. (laughs) Like she didn't need to be driving everything. So it was just a moment where we broke down, well, how can we, how can we delegate that a bit more so that we are giving people their lane and then they are fully executing within their lane as well. Because it's one thing to hand over the lane, but then to actually let people run the lane (laughs) is different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think also like our, you know, not just you and me, but I think all of the leaders have grown in terms of, I even see, so Brianna does our sales calls. She also does like marketing on the Tasha Booth side of things. So she does our sales calls for the launch guild. And I even see her thinking in terms of like what, what I needed to click or when we were talking to Sheila, like the thing that I needed to click more for the other team members and the other leadership team members was thinking in terms of like, well, how does this affect overall revenue? Or if we spend more on in this area, how does this affect this? Or if we don't hit our goal in this area, what do we need to do to meet our goal and everything? And I felt like that kind of forethought or thinking about how it affects everyone and everything for the company was missing at times. But like, I'm already seeing that change start with not just you, I am seeing it in you, but also other team members. And seeing that allowed me to be like, okay, I feel like this feels good. And I feel like I don't have to be in charge of making all those decisions when I know that other people besides me are thinking about how it affects like our bottom line, which affects everybody else in the company. Yeah. I, I kind of see that a little bit differently. (laughs) (laughs) I think there was a moment when you started handing over the reins and that's when it started clicking for other team members. I don't think we were fully able to own those lanes until permission was granted in a way from you. 
So I see the evolution that you just described is absolutely there and we're going to get better and better. And you're not going to be the only one who's making revenue-based decisions. There was a very distinct like week where that started to turn. So I'm excited to see how this progresses in the future. We'll be back with the rest of our episode in just a couple minutes. But first, I'd love to tell you a little bit more about the Legendary Launch Manager Certification Program. So our goal in creating this launch management certification was not only to teach you how to create amazing project plans, but also amazing experiences and outcomes for you as a launch manager, for the launch team, and of course, for your clients. In our three-month cohort, you will learn different launch strategies and how to implement them, how to create a finished and flushed out and supportive project plan, what to look for in order to better optimize launch deliverables like sales pages and social media copy, team and client management, and so much more. By the end of the three months, you'll have the skills, the know-how, and the templates to lead even the most complex launches. But we actually don't stop there. After you're a certified launch manager, you'll also be added to our referral network, and you'll also get three free months in our certified launch management membership. This is where you'll continue to learn about business building skills as well as ongoing launch education. Because as we know, best practices in launches and launch system strategy and implementation changes all the time. And we wanna make sure that you stay in the know. If this sounds absolutely amazing, head on over to tashabooth.com forward slash launch to learn more and enroll in our next cohort, which starts soon, like super soon. That's tashabooth.com forward slash launch. Okay, back to the episode. One more win, and then we'll talk a little bit about what we're excited for for the future. Okay, wait, no. So these we have wins, lots more wins. I know we have lots more wins. I I don't want to like. There's so many that I don't want to just like wind dump on on everyone and make this like an hour and a half. But I'm going to give you the space to share these next ones because I don't even know any of them because you wouldn't let me know them until just now. Yeah. Tasha is going to be actually surprised. Yeah. Tasha's going to hear this for the first time. So first I'm going to give two contextual pieces of information and then I'm going to drop a bomb. Okay. So a good bomb. <laughs> um, so we supported a total number of clients in 2021. We supported 40 clients in 2021 not all of those clients were um, launches. We also do a couple other um, package types. We did 25 launches in 2021, which works out to about five, you know, per, what is that? Per quarter, I guess. A little over right? five per quarter. Yeah. Yes. A little over five per quarter, which is great. Yeah. That's basically on track for what we thought. It's maybe a little bit less, but that's mostly on track for what we thought um, when we planned out the year at the beginning. Okay. And then our total revenue generated for all of our client launches. Um, we do have one client who's closing her cart tomorrow. So this is still not official numbers. And we have one more client who will close her cart in December. But so far, we have made, uh, our clients have made $3,253,492. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's amazing. So we have helped our client generate over $3 million total in 2021. That's incredible. I know. And it's going to be more than that by the time we close the year. Out. Yeah. I know. Because the client who closes her cart in December, like, yeah, I have high hopes for her. So I do too. I do too. And that is like, that is also a higher ticket program. So it's yeah. a, little bit, 
there's a little more skin in the game when it comes to that. And there's also another win that's sort of attached to that because one of these clients who we absolutely adore is going to work with us again next year. Um, Our client is probably going to launch about six times next year, but at least in the first couple quarters, we're going to do three launches with them. And this was, (laughs) I think this is our first ever, yeah, our first ever client who wanted to sign on for that many launches and paid in full. (laughs) Yes. I, what I want to point out about this, and I think that the learning lesson in this is that when you have fully aligned clients in your business, they are the clients that feel in flow, that understand that you are the expert at this part of what you're doing, and they get to be the expert at what they're doing. And they won't nitpick. They won't nitpick your prices. They won't nitpick your process. They will go along with you for the ride because they will treat you like the experts that you are. Absolutely. And it speaks to the trust they have in us. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love it. I love, I love it. it so much. Okay. You said we were only going to share a couple more wins, but I have to share these other few that we talked okay. about. This Tasha didn't even put this on Facebook or anything. Um, so while we were in Portugal, she realized that we hit 2 million total for the business at what, when, when was that? Like October, November, the, when we're, that we were there, we were there just we were, months ago. We were in, yeah. <laughs> it's like two weeks ago. Yeah. It was the beginning of November. I like went into Stripe to like reconcile something. And I was like, Oh, I just realized that like total revenue since the time the launch guild became an LLC. So from 2017 until now is now over $2 million, which is crazy. Yeah. And then we drank some sangria. That was how we started. <laughs> Y'all, we drank a lot of sangria. We, t- we should pause and, and mention that like, yes. So Jay Ray and I decided like to celebrate the fact that we can indeed work from anywhere by going to Portugal for a week, which was so fantastic. We actually did work. We, we had some workshops that we held. We had some meetings that we did. We actually like did work. And then we, we played hard too. We had a lot of sangria. That was fantastic. I mean, we should also mention that Tasha totally took pity on me because my husband is deployed. So she was like, you want to go on a trip? And I'm like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that too. Well, I uh, appreciate you saying yes. So <laughs> yes, oh, it, was, it was so much fun. Another win. The How She Did That Facebook group reached 10,000 members. You know, over 11,000 members. Craziness. At the time of this recording, which is late. At the time no- of this recording, which is late November, yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Also, I wanted to hear back from our team on what they thought the wins were from this past year. Um, first of all, they did mention the $1.5 million launch, obviously. Um, the fact that we have a client who's paying in full. And then we also, we launched another little mini program and it was, I mean, it was a it was like, she described it as taking messy action. And I think that that is like that encapsulates it. Perfect. Absolutely. Because we knew we wanted to do something. Um, and it was put together rather quickly, but because we're pros and because we have so much knowledge, we were able to pull it together and we're talking about, um, build your audience bootcamp. So yeah. yeah. Which is our first like non done for you course product on the launch guild side. So that was super fun too, seeing that, you know, that the launch guild side has other things to offer 
not just done for you services. Right. Tasha also spoke at several events this year. Um, some of them were summits. Weren't there a couple that were in person too? There were a couple in person. Yeah. In person things started coming back and I was yes. like, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and we also held our strategic planning team retreat um, with the leadership team in person this year. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, that retreat, like getting to see you all, like actual, actually see you and hug you and be with you and share space and food and all the things for three days was just so magical. And I just felt so grateful. And I think it was Oh, I see it as like a pivotal moment in bonding our team in a way that like we had never bonded before. Oh, it was just so great. It was amazing. And we love you all. And we can't wait to do it again next year. We can't wait to do it again twice next year because we were like, this is so much fun. We cannot only do this once a year. We must do it twice a year. Which is a nice segue into what we are excited about next year because that, excited about. that is part of what we're so excited to do. <laughs> yes. So one of the things is definitely that our leadership team, especially, we want to make sure that we are in sync and that we're syncing with each other. Um, and I think that having time in community, once again, like in person as much as we can is going to be really important. So we're doing our team retreats in May and October of next year. i already planning. Like I've already started jotting down ideas for that. Cause it's May's right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what is so crazy about having almost the whole year planned out though, is like May does feel around the corner mm-hmm. and it's not, it's really not, but like, it feels like it is. <laughs> it feels like it is, but it doesn't feel in an overwhelming way because that's one of the things that we did get to do. Like I literally went to Staples and bought one of those giant like wall calendars and handed it to Jay And we sat there as a team for like three hours and planned out every single launch, every single event, every single opportunity that we wanted to take part in for next year. And it was absolutely amazing. I am the keeper of this calendar, y'all. It's in my my office. And anytime someone's like, we need to make a change to this. I'm like, well, let me pull out the calendar. Let me see if it works on the calendar. Because there is just, I mean, when you're overlapping that many timelines, you need a physical calendar. Mm -hmm. A digital calendar does not cut it. It's so confusing. You don't understand what you're even looking at. So that's my, that's my like pro tip to everybody get a physical calendar when you're doing stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely helps. What else are we excited for? So we've already done like the wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing for there's, there are at least two <laughs> exactly <laughs> coming no because we talked last last week and you gave me permission to possibly oh, do oh, oh okay okay that is true but that's that not so the true. same do, that's not the same that's true. That's true. <laughs> so at least two potentially three new things coming down the pipeline we will be giving out information early next year ish quarter one for some of it and then you know along the way so there's one thing that we have not talked about for the end of this year that has not happened yet, but we anticipate it's happening. And when it does, we will be back with a special podcast episode for that thing. And that is that this last year, when we uh, did our last year at uh, end of year debrief, we shared with you that our goal for this year was to have our first seven figure year. So hit $1 million in a year, January to December year. We are very close to that actually happening. So close. So close. So close. 
And by so close, I do mean, yeah, there's work left to do, but it is, it's close. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, y'all, this is not going to be like the launch where it was like 295. This is not going to be like 995. I will have none of it. So we got to figure this out. (laughs) I was feeling, I was, I mean, up until really last Friday, I was feeling really nervous. And then something just clicked for me where I was like, no, it's ours. It's going to happen. There's no, there's no way it's not. So if you hear this episode and it hasn't happened, it's a fluke. It's a fluke. (laughs) Something happened in the universe beyond our control, (laughs) y'all. No, it's going to happen. I I felt that same way. I had the turning point thing of like, oh, like we have this, you know, it's, it's, and it's not going to feel like a crazy push. It's going to feel, it could feel like work, but it also could feel like flow. I think flow, flow is not my word of the year this year, but flow is a word that I am feeling for this year and next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not my word. Okay. So what's our goal for next year? Can I say it? You can. Oh my gosh. Next year, our goal is 2 million. <laughs> Oh my heavens. That's, I got to say that out loud. Wow. Yes. And I'm going to say something even scarier out loud. So as you know, because we've talked about this a couple of times now, probably in July of this year, I was driving home probably from Starbucks because that's really the only place I go. Um, And I was driving home from Starbucks and something in my heart said, next year's your $3 million year. And Although we have planned out for 2 million and I'm so excited about that. I also want to honor my heart and know and give it the space to welcome in 3 million if that is the case. And I see so much opportunity to serve and support so many more people in so many other capacities that we are working on and working towards that I don't know that it needs to be difficult. Wow. Okay. Well, there's a lot to unpack in there. (laughs) First of all, I'm not, I, I can't negate what your heart is telling you because that's your heart. That's your own conversation. That's something that just hit you. And also at the team retreat, (laughs) as we were mapping out enrollment goals and like launch windows and how we strategically get to 2 million and not 3 million, 2 million was also feeling like a stretch. It was also feeling like, holy Hannah, mm-hmm. how are we going to pull this off? Yeah. So there's some magic happening here. There's obviously something or someone has Tasha's back and we're going to let that, we're going to let that carry us and yeah. yeah, flow. And I think like one of the reasons that like 2 million seems awesome, 3 million seems awesome. One of the reasons that 3 million seems doable, even though I have absolutely like literally no idea, like it doesn't make sense on paper at all (laughs) is that none of like, every time we set a goal, it scares the crap out of me. And it makes absolutely no sense to me in terms of how we're going to get there. And then somehow we get there. And so I think that 
sometimes it's not necessarily like you can have an idea of like, well, we could get there through this path or this path or by going this way or this way. But sometimes it's just a matter of being like, okay, we're going to start off this way and then we're going to grow from there and we're going to see kind of what happens. I'm not saying Jayla, right? Cause I know right now you're freaking out going like, she's got to create 87 more programs. I'm not oh, saying yeah, that's that immediately where my brain was. Going. I know. I'm not saying that like, no, we're not creating 87 more programs in order to hit this goal. But I'm saying, I think that there are possibilities out there that we have not even thought to think about yet. Hmm. And I'm excited for whatever that, com- whatever comes out of it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there are unforeseen opportunities that are going to plop, plop into, you know, whether that's your lap or all of our lap, like however that works, you know, mm-hmm. I'm also thinking about like speaking opportunities for you. Like mm-hmm. those are sometimes, I don't know, those can surprise you and those can kind of come out of nowhere and we'll see. Yeah. And they may not make a ton of money, but like, Hey, they help. Hey. They help. Yeah. I think the thing that I am most excited for, so I'm going to ask you this question in a second, but like what you're most excited for, for next year. And I think the thing that I'm most excited for is the fact that like, I think we have gotten into such an amazing connection with like our content and our programs and how we deliver that. And we see that it is helping people and that what we're doing is changing, like literally changing the trajectory of people's lives. The fact that I have been able to plan out, I think three or four drive my members, like I've been able to support them in figuring out what their half a million dollar years look like. Like that is life-changing money for people. And that's what I'm excited to continue doing. So that's what I love that. And you are helping those people build generational wealth too. Like it goes so far beyond just their own business. And I mean, just the effect it's going to have on their family and like all age groups within that family. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It really is amazing. And I'm so excited for those women too. I think the thing I'm most excited about, which is very lackluster in comparison to what you just described, was we have all of our program launch windows set before the year even starts. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is magic. I'm like, wow, we did that. We sat down. It's all mapped out. And the thing is, is like, there's not, we may have you know, those other opportunities that come throughout the year, but like that doesn't change a program launch window necessarily, you know, like those are kind of set in stone. Like we might need to make a couple adjustments. We might need to deprioritize something at some point throughout the year and, and assign higher priority to something else that happened to us several times this year. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, the whole year is, is mapped. This is so, this is so exciting. And I think it helps the whole team to understand how to plan like in their personal lives too. (laughs) I mean, I'm already thinking about, oh my gosh, we're going to move next year. We're going to do this next year. Like I can think about those things a lot easier because I know what's happening within those months already. Mm -hmm. It's pretty awesome. I will say also, this is another thing that we did not mention, but we, it worked successfully and we're going to do it again is that in the middle of the year, we took Juneteenth to the 4th of July off. And we also took or are taking again for the second year, the last two weeks of December off. Um, And there, so last year we did the last two weeks of December and it worked great. This year was the first year that we did Juneteenth to the middle of July. I think that there were definitely some learning lessons in that, mostly in terms of understanding that we have to 
front load our lead pipeline because July was a super poopy month revenue-wise. And part of that was because we we lost so much time and speed from being away for two weeks. But I think we see what we didn't do well. And also we see that it was so helpful mindset-wise and just it was the break that everyone needed. So we're definitely doing more of that next year. Yeah. And I, every time we post this on social or whatever it is, people are like, oh my gosh, goals. Like I want my team to have time to like rest and recharge. I want my team to have time off. And (laughs) you basically just have to decide that it's happening, Mm -hmm. implement it, and then hold to it and then actually do it. And I think there were a few holidays this year where I would give the team like an extra day (laughs) that was not planned. I'm like, oh, Oh, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Y'all get Wednesday off too. That was not planned. That was not a pre-planned thing. (laughs) I was just like, no, everybody take Wednesday too. Like we just, we just build in more, like people need a break. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I love that you said that you just have to make the decision because people do ask us all the time, like, how did you do that? And it's just like, we, we decided that it was important enough to do it. And I don't know who first said this, but I've heard it both from Jerisha Hawk and from Jordan Gill, make your preferences, your policies. And so if you want time off, go in your calendar and take that time, like set that up now, because just because you want it, like you don't need to articulate to your clients, like the reason, or, you know, create this thesis long paper about the reason that you need it. You need it because you want it. And that's why you started your business because you're the CEO and you get to make those decisions. So enjoy. Do it. Do that now. As you're planning for the next year, build those spots in now. And like, if you, you know, are an agency in particular, like the agency is closed. Like you can say that you're literally allowed to say that. And you're like, as long as clients know that it's coming up, do it. Like y'all are closed. Like just just because we're not a brick and mortar business doesn't mean we don't actually close. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Well, thank you for debriefing with me. I love you. Oh, I love you so much. And also I miss you because I miss you. We haven't seen each other in person now for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks ever. Before I know. we go. Okay. So this, I'm going to get a little serious right now. You're going to cry. I'm sorry in advance. Oh, um, Cause I know that I'm going to make you cry. I'm already so I know- <laughs> <laughs> You don't even know. So I know last year was my difficult year. Cause my stepdad passed away and Last year on this, you thanked me for showing up even when things got hard. And I want to thank you for doing the same because not only did you have your stepdad pass away, but also your grandmother passed away this year. And I know that with those two losses and with Jeremy being deployed, it's been a really hard year for you. And I think that you've been really hard on yourself at times thinking that you haven't shown up in the way that you wanted to or needed to as a leader. And I want to tell you that you are amazing at what you do. We could not be anywhere near where we are without you. We love you. We loved the fact that we got the chance to support you through those tough times. And I'm just really proud of you. And I just want you to know how much I love you. I can't. (laughs) I was muting myself throughout that because I'm just like a sniffling mess. (laughs) I knew you would be. So it's like, I'll save it till the very end. But I just needed you to know that. So thank you. (laughs) I've had so many worries and so many concerns throughout the entirety of this year that it's not enough. I'm not doing enough. Like there's just, oh my gosh, it was such a hard year. It's really hard to have a hard year personally. And then business-wise and job-wise, things are going great. That is such a weird paradox 
to experience. So I appreciate you and thank you so much. And I love you. And I can't wait to do another year. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Interested in becoming a certified launch manager? Our next cohort starts super soon and we would love to have you. If you've got the basics down as a VA, tech VA, OBM, project manager, director of operations, or so on, and want to learn the insides and outs of managing launches, this certification is for you. Learn more and apply now at TashaBooth.com forward slash launch. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash launch. We can't wait to see your application in my inbox. Let's level up together.